0: Internet flagship station for sports. Voice
1: America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us all better, faster, stronger. That, that, that don't kill me. It Can only stronger. make me stronger. I need you to hurry up man Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right man Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night man That's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, alright. I'm happy. You know I'm happy. I've been waiting all week and the time has come. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. But I am happy because the wells are no longer dry. Beanie Wells is here. All the beanies have been sold out here in the Valley. And that is because the Ohio State University has shipped their number one running back to the Valley. Yes. It has happened. He is here. And this is going to be a, a Beanie Wells place. But, uh, man, I, I'm excited. I'm a Buckeye. What can I say? The draft just happened. Uh, there were at least um, you know, 30-something young men that hit the lottery, instant millionaires, stimulus money in the economy. That's what we got. But, uh it was a great day for pro football. It was a great couple days for pro football. Great day for a lot of families, you know, throughout the country. Great day just for all the football fans. You wait so long. The draft is something that it's not just emotional for the players. It's emotional for the fans. Uh, it's emotional for the teams, and uh, it, it it really is. It is. I guess it's the it's the, it's certainly the Super Bowl of all drafts. I mean, there's a. Uh, No other draft in professional sports as anticipated as the NFL draft is. I mean, so much so that I believe uh, already Roger Goodell is trying to find a way of which they could make some more money. So I think they're considering, I heard this, that uh, they may move it to uh, primetime on Thursday, follow it up on Friday, and finish it on Saturday. Any way to, you know, again, make a little bit more money. Uh, demand supply and demand there is only one draft and uh that uh you know the NFL draft is it so um man i'm just happy for those young men now they got to come in and and perform and uh as we always do and you know here on real sports on the voice of america network uh we always have a uh a a post draft conversation with one of the men out there Uh, My man who makes these things happen for these young men, uh, Kelvin Fisher. And uh, Fish as we call him, as he's known to all the fellas, uh, you know, that uh, communicate with him and who he gives information to and uh, who he's a friend to, um, is going to be on the show. And I'm going to be able to ask uh, Fish a couple, you know, direct questions. You know, of course, the number one question would be, well, how do the Steelers feel about their draft? and uh, I'm sure most of you out there, you know, you have an opinion. Uh, you have some idea of how your team did or did not do with the draft. There's some polls out there, some report cards, you know, and you know, they have different teams with different grades, you know, and, and, and some grades that, uh, you know, the Raiders. And, and everybody, I think everybody, either you love or you hate the Raiders. Uh, but the Raiders continue to get an F. You know, they're getting an F grade again, and – and I I, and I just hate to see that because as a kid, even though I was a Browns fan, I, I I liked the Raiders. There was just something about the Raiders that, you know, it was dark. It was football. You know, they were mean. You know, they played football the way it was supposed to be played. You know, and football is played different now than it was back in the day. You know, they kicked you. They bit you. They, you know, they spit on you. They did all those things. Nobody really liked that. But, um, uh, those things were done, but I, I'm not really going to hesitate any longer. Uh, I'm actually going to, you know, move right into it. I'm going to speak to my man Fish because he's on the line now. And, uh, Fish, how's it going, man?
2: Oh, it's cool, man. What's going on?
1: Oh, man. I'm just, I, I'm really excited about this draft. You know, you know, I'm here, and so you know, I, I'm a little bit excited, man. You know, it seems like, you know, that Buckeye thing just continues to make some big things happen, of course. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna take a little pride in saying that of course uh, the Buckeyes uh, you know had a major role in in that last Super Bowl you just won and uh, you know one of them is coming here to the Valley man so I'm pretty excited but I want to know how, how how are you feeling after man a, a weekend like that when it when it's all said and done and the, and the draft is over um, how, how do you feel when it's over you feel like you know your job has been complete you feel like uh, you know, you guys had a good day.
2: Yeah, I felt like I felt like we had a real good day. Um, you know, of course, it, it, you know it all, it all depends on now when they put the pads on and what they look like and if we were right, <laughs> you know. But but as far as our picks, I felt like we really did a good job on who we took and and, and all the guys that uh, that we got in there. Uh, I feel comfortable with them. Well, uh, like I said. It's, you know, come July, the end of July, beginning of August when we put the pads on, go to training camp, you'll see what you have.
1: Well, you know, Fisher, and uh, and I can certainly appreciate that. I, again, I want to give you a proper introduction. Right now, we're talking to Pittsburgh Steelers, scout Kelvin Fisher, and uh, Fisher just coming off his second Super Bowl ring, and I want to congratulate him on that. And and, and it has been, of course, hard at work you know, since the Super Bowl is over with to try to get their team back to the Super Bowl. And we're discussing, you know, how we'll find out if those picks will pan out. And, you know, Fish, and I'm glad you said that because I I really uh, today I I wanted to be sure that I spoke with you because as a former athlete yourself, you know, me being a former athlete, when you see things on television and, and you read things in newspapers, and and guys are being identified as bust, you know, first-round picks in the draft, they're bust, you know, there's a couple ways I want to ask this question to you, but do you really think that's fair that they're called bust? Um,
2: you know, I, I, no, I don't think it's fair they call them bust because, first of all, usually um all 32 teams probably had that guy in the first round, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, then he goes to a team, and I and I, I'm a big believer in, in systems. I mean, some guys are going to look good, in some systems, and some guys are going to look bad in some systems. Um, I mean, and 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 for a quarterback, you know, people, you know, a lot of times the quarterbacks are the guys that's considered to be a bust. Like when you look at the history of the top quarterbacks getting drafted—they're um, usually two bad teams. So that guy is not going to come in and make that team better right off the bat. So you know you do have to have a supporting cast. You know um, you look back—you look back at, at uh, one of the one of the drafts that I remember clear that you had three quarterbacks taken in the first round, which was. Um, Eli Manning, uh, Rivers, and Ben Rothenberger. And they're all having success. I mean, two of the three have won Super Bowls. But with all three of those quarterbacks, you know, they had a supporting cast. They walked into a supporting cast. Eli Manning walked into the New York Giants with a supporting cast. Uh, Rivers walked into San Diego with a supporting cast. And I don't even think Rivers played maybe the first two years because of Drew Brees. Um. Dan and walked into a supporting cast. So, you know, a lot of times people say a player is a bust. I mean, it could be a quarterback, it could be a running back, it could be an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, whatever it is. But sometimes that supporting cast isn't there. Sometimes it's the system that doesn't, you know, pan out for that player. And sometimes after they play and they don't have any success, then they lose their confidence. And I mean, I mean, everything just goes into the tank. So it's a it's a struggle from your third year or the second year. It's a struggle to even come bounce back and and become the player that that you know we wanted that person to be or we thought that person was.
1: Now, now, fish, I'm I'm one of those people, and this is just my opinion. You know, you do this as a professional, but I, I'm of the opinion that when you when you take a player in the first round, you know. I, I just don't feel that a player in the first round should necessarily be a, a project. It, he should be a person that comes in and is able to make an impact, you know, right away. And well, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to go to break here in a second here, fish. So when you hear the music, we're going to go to break. So my question probably takes us right into the break. But I, I guess I want to talk about a player being drafted in the first round. You know, how soon do you guys look for him uh, to make an impact? And then, you know, how much time is actually given to a person who's supposed to make an impact before you guys decide, wow, you know, it's time for us to move on. Maybe maybe what we thought he had, he doesn't have. And so we're going to we got music. I'm going to bring that question up again on the other side. Just give you a moment to think about that. We're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. So take a break and come right back. Hey hey, hey!
3: hey! The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's up shot. got it. With 2.8 seconds He's left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out
0: of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
3: On the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports.
1: All right, we're back with the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I got my man, Kelvin Fisher, with me. Fisher, of course, a scout with the Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we went to that break, Fisher, again, that question is, you know, I my personal opinion is no. I'm sure you're probably going to have a different one, or you may not. But, you know, should a first-round draft pick be a project? Well,
2: I don't think a first-round uh, first draft pick is a project, I think, First round draft pick, the guy that you want to come in and play right off the back. And if he's playing good, and of course, um, he's going to be the starter. Uh, but if he's not playing good, he's going to be a role player. And and sometimes, um, you know, role players become great players. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can be a good, good special teams guy, good third down pass rusher. I mean, or a good third down player, and eventually. You know, you you'll see that this guy's going to be really good, and he and he'll end up being that starter. But a lot of times, um, you know, like Matt, the quarterback from Detroit that they draft, Matt Stafford. Yes, I mean he's going to go in, and he's going to be battling Cole Pepper for the starting job. Um, and if he's not up to par, then Cole going to be the starter, and that kid will be a great. He'll be a great, um, you know, backup. So, I mean, it, it, I think it depends on the position. And, and I think, um, I, I just think it depends on the position. I think sometimes it depends on the team's needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we drafted a defensive end um, in the first round, and I think he's going to be a role player. Now, if he, I mean, We have, our defensive line is pretty much intact, but I mean, he's the future. I mean cuz the whole philosophy of trying to build your team and draft and, and 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 it's kind of my philosophy is that you want to be in a position to reload and never rebuild. When you're in a position to rebuild, then I mean, you really don't have a chance to um to really win the super bowl or you know, be in the playoffs consistently. It's that, it's those teams who can reload. And sometimes you may draft a first rounder and not He's not getting on the field, not because he's not good, it's just because it's just not his time.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. know that that's interesting that you make that point because, you know, I remember when it was my time, and, and and this is going way back, but but the Eagles had just gone to the Super Bowl and, of course, lost to the Raiders. And, and I remember not really being happy about being drafted by the Eagles because here's a team that went to the Super Bowl. They were drafting me. I'm playing behind a, a guy who's an all-pro, so particularly when you talk about a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like you guys, in reloading, I mean, I guess it's just because the NFL requires you to draft because you may feel like we're okay. <laughs> we we may right, not even right. really and, need and, anything. And this
2: time, I mean, you, you may feel like you're okay, but you still want, you want, you want, you want to try to pick, you want to try to get the most, the best players You want to get as many best players as you can. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can have 53 great players everybody's not going to play. Everybody might not be happy, but eventually those players are all going to play. I mean, for example, Lamar Woodley, Lamar Woodley's first year in, in NFL. You guys didn't hear about Lamar Woodley. No, we didn't. On you know, special teams and this that, and then all of a sudden he becomes the starter. You know? And, I mean, and, I mean, and that's James Harris was a, was a special team guy for two years before he became, two or three years before he became a starter. so, it's, it's that it's that philosophy of reloading and it's, I mean and, and, and that that philosophy you look at the top college top colleges and they have the same philosophy they may over recruit kids because they want to be in a position to that they're not rebuilding they're reloading and that's the same philosophy with the NFL. I mean you just want to be in a position to where you're reloading and when you drive sometimes that third that fourth that fifth, a six-round draft pick is just as important as that first and that second and that third-round draft pick.
1: Yeah, it's those interesting. Guys
2: are going to be guys who play special teams for you and eventually become your backup, and hopefully someday, you're hoping you got a good enough play that they can become your starter.
1: Well, it's interesting that, that you say that because, you know, I, I've, the winning programs that I have been a part of, yeah, one thing that I, I remember is that we have very good special teams. And, you know, you see it a lot of times in in basketball more so than you do in in football, is that's because most of the time they get to spend more time, you know, on the court. And that is the second team will come in and some of the second teams uh, on the benches of NBA teams are just as good as some other, you know, starting units. So, you know, and so when you, you talk about, you know, reloading and you talk about college programs and, and I know there's some people out there that, that may or may not like Ohio state university, but uh, let's look at USC. I mean, USC, they probably had in the top, you know, three rounds What they have another six, seven players again, you know? Right. And, and so he reloads over there at that university. And so I guess a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is taking on that approach. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting because When you look at those teams that are drafting, you know, and they either have good drafts or or, or bad drafts. Of course, we know if you're if you're drafting last, you had a pretty good year. If you're consistently, you know, drafting high, you know, you've had some bad years. So let me ask you about that aspect of it. These teams that consistently are, you know, high in the pecking order of the draft. Uh, when you talk about the players who 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 don't make it and and some people label them as bust and I don't want to I'm going to stop using that word they don't do well in the draft is that and I'm going to ask you just because this is what you do fish is that a lack of uh the, is it because the person who made the assessment and evaluation of the talent didn't do a real good job or is it is it the players you know who obviously, wow, that guy just wasn't that good, you know but but, but why did they pick him that early?
2: but I, I think I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think um, sometimes you see a guy he play, he's playing in a system that really works for him to be successful and be a great player and and you draft that guy and then he comes into a system that does not suit him. Then he becomes. Then he gets labeled as a bust because he's not having success. Because that's. I mean, it's clear as day. Um, a three-four defense compared to a four-three defense. There's there's serious, there's a bunch of different, you know, varieties of what, what type of player you need. I mean, some linebackers, outside linebackers, can't play in a four in a three-four, and some outside linebackers can't play in a four-three. So if a kid that can't play in a four-three linebacker position goes to a team that he's a, a four-three linebacker, and he never really gets it. He's going to be kind of labeled as a bust.
1: Well, when you when you mention you know linebackers, and when when I look at uh, when you talk about systems, really that the systems only comes into play at certain positions. I mean, a corner you got to cover. You you got to tackle. You got to cover. You know, and things of that nature. Uh, you may get some help. You may not get some help. But I, I think the systems when it comes to the defense. I think many times, again, this is my own personal opinion. I think you're really talking about many times, uh, you know, the linebackers. Sometimes you got to, like you said, a DN. Maybe he can stand. He can, you know, he can stand up or he can go down. You know. But right. is, is it mostly the linebackers when you talk about the systems? Well, I
2: mean, it could be. It could be D linemen I mean, you can't put a you can't put a 43 DN. And, and, and that's playing the 7 to 9 technique all his career, and all of a sudden you pull him in in the 3 and the 5 technique and expect him to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, and that's just like a DB. If a DB got a good pass rush, now I, I'm going to use, I'm going to use, I mean, I'll use USC as an example. USC corners were, they, they, they were good corners, don't get me wrong, but USC had great pass rush. So that makes the corner and the safety's job a lot easier.
1: Now, yeah, I, I can't think. Now that you mentioned USC, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that if I was looking for a corner, I would necessarily go to USC looking for one.
2: But see, the thing is, they had a corner that was really good. Okay. Okay, but what I'm saying is, is that say he goes to a team that has no pass rush, right? And now he has to cover longer. Is he going to be that guy? Mm-hmm. And if he's really good, he will be that guy. But if he's not, then all of a sudden, that's the system that he played in.
1: I got you, that, that, and that that makes that makes a lot of sense. So, so, so in other words, so so you...
2: I mean, you. Just, I just think you have to you have to take into consideration all of those things. I mean, sometimes, a lot of times, the the guys who don't pan out, they don't have any heart. They don't have heart and desire. I mean, how do you measure that?
1: I mean, is, it, uh, is it is it is it easier to see it? You know. You know, I I know that wasn't a rhetorical question, but I'm going to ask you to answer that question. Is there a way of which you can to measure, or that you do measure, if the guy has the heart to get it done?
2: I I I think it is a I think it is a way you measure. I just I think it's the way that you watch that guy play. Down in if you are playing sixty snaps, every every snap should be the same. You shouldn't see a guy give up. You Shouldn't see a guy quit if he's blocked. Every down should be the same every single time. When you start having questions about him being the same player every single down, to me, that's a question of does he have the desire to play sixty snaps? Is this guy a thirty snap guy? Is this a guy a twenty snap guy? You know what I'm saying? And I mean that that start and I'm not talking just one game, I'm talking multiple games.
1: And that's where and, and that of course of where we hear so many times during this uh this time of the year, people talk about when you turn on the tape. How much tape? How much uh, time are you spending in, in in the off season, particularly as it gets down to draft and looking at at guys? Fish. I
2: mean, you do all your legwork before before the draft even, you know, before April even starts. But you know, as far as watching tape, it depends. I mean, you may like a guy enough that you really want to see him. You may watch six games on him. You may like you may watch a, three games on a guy and have a real good feel for him. You know, I mean, you. I mean, it depends on it depends on the player. I mean, don't no one like watching bad players. So of course you're not going to watch six states on the bad guy, right? But if a player is a really good player and you enjoy watching them, of course you you know you're going you're probably going to watch three, maybe five, six games on them.
1: Now How let me ask you something. Play live. I, I got a quick question, but I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to get this question in because I, I got music. I need you to hold there, fish, because I'm having a great show, man. I know the people are being entertained and informed as well. So I want you to continue listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm gonna take a break. I'll be right back again with our friend Calvin Fisher Scout.
3: The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a five ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's he at the top. Got it. With 2.8 seconds He's left to left. left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
0: From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: Hey, of course, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm having one of my favorite shows that I always have this time of the year. That, of course, is our post-draft show where I get my man, Kelvin Fisher, uh, to give us a call. And, uh, hey, Fish, let me just ask you something. I, I want to uh, kind of retract here and, and go back to uh, the Super Bowl. And, first, I, I want to congratulate you. Um, you know, you've been good to us. You've been good to the show. And uh you've obviously been very good to uh the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've been part of a scouting organization of which has delivered uh two Super Bowl champions uh teams in uh I think what's is it the last five years? Four yeah, four. In the last four years. Uh does the job get harder each year? Is the is the demand greater? To 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 win another one, or is, I mean, do you do you take a break, or or do you have to work harder?
2: I mean, yeah, you, you work harder. I mean, because you want to get there again. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's the demand to work harder, but I mean, within the organization, we work harder because we want to get there again. Um, and this and and definitely is is hard to it's hard to do. I remember the first time we went. You know, the only thing you can thought about afterwards was, man, when I ever have an opportunity to get back to this again? You know, so, I mean, because it's so hard. There's 32 teams and only two teams get to go. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, and and when you're out on the road and you're scouting, all you're thinking about is just doing, you're doing the best you can do with your job. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's not... And the first thing you want to do is make the playoffs, and then you're hoping that the team can can, can be playing good and, and go and continue to go on. But it's you know it's challenging every year. It's challenging going out, doing the, doing the best the best you can do as far as evaluating guys, having a great draft, and and, and bringing in good quality players that that you feel like can help your team win. I mean, and that's that's the approach every single year. I mean, and, and you're just hoping that everything falls in place and you can get back to the big dance.
1: Now, it's interesting you say that, you know, you go out and you do your best because I would imagine, as I said, you know, the successful times I had in playing sport. And you look back up on that first Super Bowl ring that you, that you had already achieved uh, and had on your finger. I'm sure that when you look back over that season, there were some special things the chemistry in the locker room, the chemistry in the meeting room and the coaches meeting, there was something that was special about that. And you could look at that and it's almost, if you would, you know, measure that up to the other couple of years in between there, y- there was something missing. Y- you might've felt different. Did you get the same feeling during this season that you got the first time you guys went to Super Bowl? Actually, it was,
2: to me, it was a whole different feeling. The first time we went, um, I just, I mean, the team just peaked, I and mean, you can see it. They peaked at the right time. I mean, they. I mean, I remember the first game we played Cincinnati, we beat them. We went into Indianapolis, we beat them. We went to Denver. We, I mean, it was just you knew that man. This team, this team is really right right now. That you know, and this year, you know. You look at the defense, the defense is just playing their butts off every single game. The offense is doing good. And, and, and then you're, you're sitting there and you're waiting for like, every, like, it was games that, that we were in, we were losing and then the an offense came through. That approach to me was like, that team, it was just a total different, total different, two different teams. I mean, I and mean, then you saw, I mean, you just saw like this year. You saw like, and this is a really good defense. You know what I'm saying? And you know the, the old saying is "defense wins championships." You know? Yes. Um, I mean, and that and that was that, that was the feeling that you that that I had. And then when we went into the playoffs, and I mean, we you know we played Baltimore, like, you know, it was it was one of those deals. Like, man, this is this is the third time, but I really felt like you know we were gonna beat them. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I mean that's how I felt and so it was a whole different it was actually it was two different types of teams. And it's funny the funny thing about it is that a lot of it we had a lot of guys from that first Super Bowl on this second Super
1: Bowl. Well you know, I when when you look at something, you know, that happens As amazing as that is, and I'm going to say that's amazing because, you know, many of the guys who've played in the NFL, most of us don't have Super Bowl rings. There are still teams out there that haven't won a Super Bowl. And the fact that you guys were amazingly able to win two Super Bowls uh, in, in a span of four years and not so sure you couldn't win again. Now, you know, looking at that, it's one thing, and I heard you mention the defense i I'm a person, and I believe that units ha- have to step up and 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 you said that you know in a roundabout way when you said the defense i I think it's an approach to practice, I think it's an approach to uh to studying I think it's an approach to watching film I think it's an approach to to the game that a unit you know steps up. And they want to compete in everything that they do, where they're studying more than anybody else. You know, they're on the practice field working harder. You know, they're in a the game. You know, they want to be the unit that, that makes something happen. D- do you have a sense of, even though it's team, but within the team, units taking pride within themselves there at the Steelers organization?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know because I'm not there during the season, but at training camp, it's a good group. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going I'm to say this too I believe. We we have one thing. I mean, we have a quarterback. We have a quarterback that can win games for us. Mm. I'm a firm believer that you know you have to have a good quarterback in this business to have success in this business. You know, and and I think that we have a I think that we have a pretty good quarterback.
1: You know, I think I, I have to agree with you about that. Uh, I don't think there has ever been a team. You know, there's you know, and a quarterback doesn't necessarily just have to have a great arm to be a great quarterback. You know, exactly. he, you know, he has exactly. to have uh, show great leadership skills, and and he has to have respect of his entire team. And, and 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 many times when I look back because of my playing days, you know, I do not think in 1985 when the Chicago Bears won, you know, the Super Bowl, that you know they necessarily had the best quarterback in the NFL but I think they had the best leader in the NFL. Right. That, that everybody supported Jim McMahon, you know, regardless of what he did or what he said. He, he was the leader of that team. And and I've even heard it from from your coach that he respects Ben. He has a tremendous amount. He believes that it, there's no situation of which he can turn the game over into Ben's hands and he won't deliver. I think he's right. got a tremendous amount of confidence in Ben.
2: I mean, if you look at the track record, he has delivered.
1: Yes, he has, you know, he well, has. And, and and so let me switch up on you in, in a second here because I think I, this is what happened in the draft when Detroit uh, d- decided, of course, uh, they were going to take a quarterback, you know, because they needed to have him. Uh, you guys didn't need a quarterback. And, and that's one reason why uh, I never believe in that philosophy that everybody says that you, you take the best person or, the you know, the best player that's on the board, because if you don't need a quarterback, you're not going to take the best player that's necessarily uh, on the board. But it, in this particular case, Detroit wanted to build their franchise around Stafford. So so based upon what you believe, not necessarily saying that Stafford was the person, but you think for them to turn that franchise around after being 0-16, that a quarterback should have been the start?
2: Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think I think you have to. That that is your foundation. That's one guy on the field when you're on offense that touches the ball every single snap, other than the center. And I think, you know, you you have to have a you got you have to have that guy in place, and, and you just and you're hoping that this is the guy. You're hoping that this guy is good enough to be that guy. You know, I mean, like I said, with quarterbacks, I mean, every every pick you take is a crapshoot. And you're hoping that they pan out you're hoping that they that, that what you saw is, is what this guy can be you know um, so with with all that being said, I think that was i think that was a good legit pick yeah I, yeah
1: you know i you know before the draft you know before draft day, you know you got all these pundits out there, all these experts out here and uh, what I like for the audience to know about when we when we speak with Mr. Fisher, of course, you know, he says it's a crapshoot, and this is a man who gets paid to do this, and and he's being honest with us all and saying that it's 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 a crapshoot. So we don't know that Stafford is necessarily going to be a great quarterback, or he's going to be somebody they look upon and say, you know, perhaps maybe he wasn't a great quarterback, but at least unlike we hear some people say that Detroit should have. Taking a safe pick, you're saying again, Fish, that he, the quarterback, is the right pick. If it had been him or Sanchez, just a quarterback, and and not to take a safe pick, that's not the way you would go about it. You wouldn't go out with a safe pick. I would.
2: I would have went. I would have went about it taking a quarterback, which I feel he probably was the highest rated player on their board. Which now is back to you take the highest rated player on your board. Yes. That was him, you know. But, and it's and, and sometimes like people say, make comments like, "Well, they're taking it because of need." It's not necessarily. You got the first pick in the draft. You can make whoever you want the highest rated player on your board. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, honestly, you, you obviously
1: pick. need a lot if you got the first pick in the draft.
2: Yeah. So I mean that that pick was what they wanted. Like, they wanted this kid. They wanted this quarterback, and he was the highest rated player on their board.
1: Now I said something earlier. I want you to uh, maybe answer that. That philosophy of the highest rated player on the board. If you got Ben and Stafford is on the board and you guys don't need a quarterback, you're not going to take Ben. I mean, I mean you're not going to take Stafford, obviously, right? No, so you wouldn't.
2: You would take the next highest player.
1: Okay, then you take the next. Okay, so it's 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 the it's the best player on the board based up on what you need. If you don't need um, a quarterback you know, you're not going to take a quarterback. Running back might be something different because nowadays if we're going with so many, you know, two platoon running backs, you might take another running back. Is that possible? Oh, no question. Wow. That's good. Hey, we got music, Fish. I, I mean, I'm, I hate to keep you so long, but the people, they just want more of you. So if you could hold on, we would appreciate it. you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We got music. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: I'm Laurie Tucker
1: with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com slash petition.
0: to the pros we, we, cover we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
1: all righty we're back you're listening to Real the sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and i just want to thank my man kelvin fisher scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers, who uh, took time out of his busy schedule uh, to call into the show. I apologize. If if you could not hear, if it was a little low, I happen to know that uh, Kelvin was actually with his uh, daughter, Kaylee, uh, who actually was visiting to the dentist. But uh, of course, with technology, mobile technology, you can always get access to voice America sports and fish just dialed us up. And uh, just want to thank you for that. But, but, I am so glad that on this show I could bring uh, some substance to uh, to all those people out there that are wondering, you know, what the process is in terms of draft. And, and then not only that, I could bring some truth uh, to the process of what the draft is all about, because there are so many people out here that, you know, speculate and supposedly everybody knows everything. We just had a man on the show. Who just said it's a crap shoot. You know, so nobody had, it's not a science. You know, you just, you, you, you draft somebody and you hope that, you know, everything just falls into place. That that person, for number one, that person stays healthy. And, and number two, that that person can transfer his potential into performance. And three, that the system of which he is in is conducive to his success. And then four, that the teammates that's around him that they all perform well. And if they do, then you got a successful formula and you win ball games. And it seems like that's a system of which has worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't rebuild, they reload. And I think that's something of which perhaps maybe other teams need to visit. Colleges and universities certainly need to spend time with them to get to understand that philosophy. Because if you're if you're not rebuilding but you're reloading, you're you're always in the game. That they're always there. they There's certainly always in the preseason pick to perhaps maybe either win the conf- their division and perhaps maybe the conference and then go to the Super Bowl. But they're certainly always in the playoff picture. And and then again he says something else that's extremely important. You build a team around the foundation. The foundation of a team is a quarterback. So if you don't have a quarterback, then chances are you're not going to have a good team. But Kelvin but is, is back with me, and so I, I want to kind of take a look at, you know, possibly after coming out of the draft and knowing what some other teams have done, uh, Fish, is it, is it ever a thing where you worry about? What other teams have drafted? Do, do you ever take a look at it? So, Because I'm thinking that the bullseye is on the back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think that other people are saying, okay, in order for us to win the Super Bowl, we have to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? And here is uh, a position of which we've either got attacked. or... Or we've got to protect ourselves from because they're dominating in this position. So are other people looking at you and saying, "This is what we got to draft to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers," or are they just truly just looking at their team and focused on their team and just trying to be a better football team?
2: I, I totally agree with with uh, you have the bull you do have the bullseye on your back, but I think teams they don't draft to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They draft the better their team, the better their situation. To, to, to get to the point to where they can reload, that, that's what I think teams do, and in return with that. They're hoping that, you know, we're, we're the same way. We we're, we're we're hoping that we draft a good players that's going to help us continue to win. Just like, you know, other teams are going to draft good players to to win or to continue to run, win. You know, I mean, and I think that's what their that approach is. I don't think the approach is necessarily let's be. The Pittsburgh Steelers, let's beat the Arizona Cardinals. we got to beat them to have success. I think teams just really drive and they and become a better team, you know.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I, I like to, you know, I, I like to look at other sports and, and see how one sport compares up to another sport, you know, and, you know, when you look at the West, you know, it's Kobe. You know, how are you going to beat Kobe? You know, what are you going to do to stop kobe you know what are you going to stop you what are you going to do to, to stop the spurs you know which is they're not in the picture really in reality this year you know but you know lebron you know can you stop lebron can you get you got to get through lebron uh, so when and as the nfl roster the makeup of the nfl roster is more focused on your team and then when that game is on the schedule then of course you'll come up with a strategy to beat that team, but you're not going to worry about that team as you're as you're reloading your own team.
2: Right, because cause the bottom line is you're trying to get players that fit your team. You know, and, that's that's going to help your team. And you're not trying to you're not trying to get guys to beat other guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, yes, yeah. You do got to stop Kobe. You do got to stop LeBron. There's no question about that. But. Um, when it's all said and done, you're, you're, you're getting players to do whatever you can to win games with your team.
1: So when you say uh, systems, uh, you know, as opposed to uh, talent, so do you guys go out and draft according to your system or do you go out and draft according to uh, talent in need?
2: Um, I, I think you draft – I think you draft – to your system and and talent, and then and then if that's a need, then a the need. But I I mean, like I said before, you're not going to try to draft a guy who can't, who you, you don't think can play in your system. Yes, you know, because you, you're setting yourself up a failure, and you're setting that player
1: up for failure. Right. Well, that's good, fish. Listen, man, this is that last segment, so I I, I want to go on, and I I want to talk a little bit about you know, the teams that, you know, and perhaps maybe, you know, who they're predicting, you know, again, here is somebody that has no clue of what's going to happen, but somehow I know they come out with these things. And and through some formula of which they've thrown some numbers together, you know, they're predicting uh, that uh, in this order, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Giants, and then, of course, then the world champion Pittsburgh Steelers, uh and then the ending map is Colts. So Patriots, Cowboys, Giants, Steelers, Colts as the top 5 teams to perhaps maybe have a chance uh to win the Super Bowl. I know what you think. I know you think you guys are going to win uh the Super Bowl without a doubt. Uh the New England Patriots. Uh you have any any thoughts about that team at all what they did in the offseason? Uh obviously in in the conference, but uh, you guys, you know, look at the New England Patriots, and hey, they've reloaded.
2: Um, I haven't really looked at what they, uh, you know, what they did on the off season. I mean, I saw some of their draft picks, but it's one thing about the New England Patriots—they have a quarterback. Yes. Um, and I, I think they have been doing a great job because they've been in um, several Super Bowls. Time in and time out. And um, so, yeah, they probably did reload. They probably put some things in place. They probably got some players already waiting for it to happen. You know, so.
1: You know, based upon the conversation you and I have been having today, I would agree that the Patriots are probably a team that was in a position uh, to reload. Uh, now they got they following that up with the Dallas Cowboys and saying that the Dallas Cowboys have a chance uh, you know and some people have said that the Cowboys have one of the more talented teams in the NFL uh, they're not in your conference but of course I'm, I'm sure you you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys would you say that they probably did some reloading or I mean and I, and I don't
2: I don't you know I don't know because I, I don't know all the all their draft picks um, but I mean they probably would in position to reload by by having having uh, you know players already there, right? You know,
1: yeah, they you know they they've been reloading, but you know, man, they've been their load has been light because they've been reloading for the last few years because people every year just keep you know keep picking the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl and they keep disappointing people. I think what people are looking for fish is another Cowboy Steelers super bowl who knows we might get that next year i yeah. certainly hope that you go back man i appreciate the friendship appreciate you calling in man tell the baby girl i hope she feels better and uh, i'm gonna have to get back to you time has gone by it's that time guys you know i hate to say this but it's time for the show to be over so as always i'll see you next time which will be the best time